was epic, <laughs> you know. What is that for? Like herpes? Chicken scissors, therapy, and New Year's resolutions. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. I, I was did the so best tempted. I, could. <laughs> I was so tempted to step all over your intro and go herpes because I feel like. Uh, what is Ozempic for? Why do they advertise it incessantly? Isn't it for, like, it's for something that not a lot of people have, yes? I don't know. And does herpes I... fit into the category of not a lot of people have? Maybe that's no. where I'm wrong. Because a lot that's... of people have a herpes, I think. Yeah, I think everybody has it. No, I don't. It's a little um, I don't really. What twas, time twas when everyone had herpes and you could, like, go to the 7-Eleven and catch it and we we're all terrified of herpes. And now it's like herpes, pfft. Fuck you. AIDS, COVID. What what else you got? Chlamydia. Her- oh, is there more chlamydia than herpes? Probably. Probably. I remember my kid was like nine or ten. And I had a friend who came over who started to tell my children about sexually transmitted diseases. This sounds great. This is a good friend. Hey, and kids. Why? What yeah. did you learn from Aunt Monica? Oh, oh uh, she taught me. I'm like, oh, To never Lord. ask questions. That's what yes. I've learned. Yes. <laughs> to it leave was terrible. the room. Yes. It was terrible. Yes. But now they're both these kids are in college and ah, the earlier, the more oh, you fingers, know. Fingers crossed they don't have chlamydia or herpes. Fingers crossed for both. Or Correct. whatever Ozempic is desired to treat. Oh, oh, oh not Ozempic. <laughs> it's uh, Why? And why? Why is it on all the time? Unlike the morning. It I don't can't know, be but gross if they're game- advertising it in the morning. Game respects game. That's an amazing commercial. You're singing it. So, yeah, well, okay. I don't know. Fair I, enough. I don't know. The last we spoke, yes, you admitted you were 100% into making cookies. I did admit it. I did. You I said, did admit it. <laughs> we have given up decorating for Christmas. We have given up giving a shit about Christmas. We have given up. So many things that we always thought we would hold on to, and but don't fucking get in the way of my 70-pound bags of flour because I am cookieing like fucking crazy again this year. Did you crack out the cookie book is my first question. I didn't. I, I started the cookies. I have cookie stories to tell. I did not crack out the cookie book. Here's why. I saw a recipe in the Washington Post, which is some bullshit. Normally, you go to New York Times cooking for your, oh, that's fun, right? Or TikTok. Yeah. So I saw one in the Washington Post, and I thought, fuck you, I'm making it. And it required fancy-dancy ingredients that no one sells except for Mr. Internet. So I ordered all the stuff. I patiently waited for the shit to arrive. Then I realized, ooh, I didn't get that one key ingredient. Then I realized, God, there's another ingredient. So long story short, I still haven't started them. But I didn't open that cookie book because I thought, this is going to be a fun, different, just-for-me signature neato cookie. And it is, they are... You might picture icebox cookies where they're in a log and you they're cold and you slice them and then those circles become the cookies. Okay. Well, imagine if that circle cookie is half red on one side and half green on the other. Cute. But instead of an ugly red and an ugly green, it's a very, 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 very pale, almost pinky, poinsettia-y, 
striated, beautiful, light color on the red side. And then on the green side, it's almost like your microphone cover. It's very, very light and fresh and herbal looking. Just it's a beautiful color combination. And they're bespeckled because the pink side is actually strawberry. And the green side is pistachio. Okay, 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 okay. I just came. And there's more because I have to just break it down. The strawberry side not only has strawberry extract in it, but also freeze-dried strawberry chunks and strawberry powder. So it is like... And it's in a shortbread cookie. And then on the pistachio side, it has pistachio powder, pistachio, like chopped pistachios and cardamom. So it has this beautiful vanilla, like Eastern kind of rose water pulling out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm going to make these. Of course, I'm going to make these. And I haven't fucking made these. So I thought that'll be the fun one. And then yesterday, I started late, but I started just yesterday. I started baking cookies. So what do you think my cookie count is up to? I started yesterday. I started yesterday around 11 in the morning. Yes. Okay. Uh, so uh, is one oven's worth uh, two dozen? Is that what we're talking about in, at one, a time? One, uh, well, that's a cheat, but one for me to give you that information. <laughs> but I am using my regular oven and I can fit two half sheet pans in there. So they're larger than what you would typically see as a baking sheet or a cookie pan. So you can do the math. You're up to 200 cookies. <laughs> am I a rookie? Okay. I can fit... 35 cookies on one pan, two pans per batch. All right, so 70, is it 70, and you do it like 10 to, holy fuck, are you kidding? <laughs> are you up to like six, 700 cookies? Like, what are you doing? 960 cookies and counting. And I'm now nowhere near finished, 960. Blink, 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 blink I know, blink, blink. I thought, well, they're a little tea tiny. If you can fit 35 on a pan, it's because they're tiny. Right. Our family tradition is to do spritz cookies. They're small. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how many I could fit in my mouth at a time? Right. Why are we you talking about what? <laughs> three, three spritz cookies equals one crumble cookie in shape and size. So just to that's why 35 on a pan is effectively. I mean, we'll go through a full sheet pan, the half sheet. We'll go through a full baking pan of spritz cookies in an afternoon. Like the kids, I have to hide them because otherwise I won't have any to take up. It's crazy. So I'm Jews have going. that problem with latkes. Um, I told you once before, my father-in-law sits at the counter and he puts like the mix that my mother-in-law, my son made in and he fries it and then he puts it, fries it right. So it's like in this deep oil and he puts it on paper towels, right? Once mm. it comes out, it's perfect. It's potato. It's Golden just brown joy, just right? A little bit of dash of salt right on top. Of I'm drooling. End. Oh my God. So he puts it on the, on the towel, just to paper towels, just to get some of the grease off. And he turns around, which and I think is the <laughs> fatal flaw. <laughs> and any creature who just walked through the kitchen, Carl. there has never been a tray of latkes to serve because as he literally all day sweating over the right over the fire right. he, there he is flipping and and I have pouring a similar and food and tradition where that happens but the just the visual and I can taste the crunch and the grease squirt so out as I bite into so it and the salt everywhere and that soft soft potato egg oh! potato hint so of matzo meal all shaved and you put do in there. put a little meal in there okay yeah, break it down for there. me break yeah, it down yeah. for me there's meal there's it- salt there's pepper there's egg there's at times there's onion i'm not a huge fan of the onion in there i did discover i don't like onion uh, i do like a, a, a really like invisible onion 
Does oh. that make sense at all to you? Yes. We have yes. those in Hollywood. The Invisible <laughs> Onion. Mm-hmm. I think that's part three of Knives Out Trilogy. <laughs> Glass Onion? No, no, no. The Invisible <laughs> Onion. I you thought like- you found the killer. You can't see it. <laughs> I want it to flavor the food, not be the food. Like, yes, uh, yes. So, I do like a good invisible onion. Right? It's really true. <laughs> Look, I don't cook, so I don't know all the right words to I use. Like, when I it talks like about a background onion, an invisible onion. Yes, an these invis- are good things. Yes, right. Yes. So he, he makes it, and the whole house, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, grease must be Hanukkah. Until you walk through the kitchen, and you're <gasps> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's perfectly browned, and you can see like a hint of a shaved potato trying to sneak out of it. It's not all uniform, and, and you pick it up, and you you wait for him to go and rinse something off at the sink, and when he comes back, there's fucking nothing on that oh grease-laden tray that he I just want to be out. in that kitchen. <laughs> I just want to walk through that hallway. I want to be in that house. It sounds so delightful, and I should say- anyway. Happy Hanukkah, Melissa. Oh, thanks. I should have started there, Melissa, but I did not. So tell me about the zit production during Hanukkah. You mean the grease that hits the face and makes you leak? It's kind of aerosolized <laughs> and you're internalizing it. Yeah. I feel like you're going to have some, some little face breakouts. Is it a thing? Is that really a thing? And then how do you deal with it? Or is it is it just not because your body becomes acclimated over all these years in the desert? You learn how to manage the one week where you get to celebrate with crazy great food. I think we are distant enough from the desert to not still have the joys of desert. Uh, so <laughs> I think we've <laughs> we've distanced from that. Um Suvganiot, which are the, we discussed last week, you found some jelly donuts somewhere. The cookies. That, yes, that they made, made a suvganiot cookie, weirdly. But yes, go, yes. But was it fire? Like, was it completely religious it was, experience? It was witnessed by me. It was, I was not in the oh. presence of. Yes. Oh, you got to get I saw there. this online. 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 Something that's sweet that doesn't have chocolate, I don't completely understand because I'm not a big jelly donut fan. Like if you're gonna stick my donut inside Mm -hmm. something with something, make it Boston and cream. Like like make it real. But the grease factor is very real, which is why everything in moderation, right? You don't have to have all of them. There are ten of us in the house. We can share those. I guess latkes at the time or souvgani oats. I don't know anybody who really makes them. We buy those. Do you know people really? who make jelly donuts? Well, sh- I mean, if I would talk to Jews about what they make, but yeah, I would think that most people would make them, no? I do not. I, I mean, I'm not a good gauge as I don't make much, but if cookies were a family tradition, I mean, I've dreamt about your cookie production for days. And last night was the first night of Hanukkah. And for the last two years, Target, Target, the spot, the dollar spot, specifically at Target, has had dollar things for Hanukkah, which oh, is fine. because that's nice. The, which is great and fine because the first night of Hanukkah is usually a larger gift for children. Like, for example, growing up, I got Atari. I never got to use it because I have two older brothers and they have elbows. So I was going to say, that, that's not small. That's a huge gift. Yeah. Right. And then the other seven nights 
were a pen socks. that writes in space <laughs> and it's called a pencil and socks you were right the and fork from the kitchen you love a fork from your favorite <laughs> restaurant that will be in the drawer where you can find it if you need it but everybody else can use too one of the straws that was a crazy straw, but went around your eyes as glasses and behind oh, your ears. So yeah. you can see your orange juice go by in the morning. Very small gifts, right? What do you give your children who have everything on a year when... Oh, so my point was the dollar spot had a menorah the last two years in a row. And I bought it. It was a $5 menorah. I kind of collect them, mm-hmm. as strange as that is. And they were both dogs, right? You put the shamish oh, candle, which is okay. the, the tall the... one, in their head. And down their whole body are the other <laughs> candles or the other eight yes. nights, really. Yes, yes. Feels so sacred. Mm-hmm. We lit them both last night. We set fire to dogs' heads and asses last <laughs> night. It was very cute. It was very cute. I did not take a picture. What? Uh, but my daughter might have one i'll do it tonight for night two and i'll post that on brillab squad you can come out and see our canine friendly uh hanukkah and first night comes well their apparel these days costs a lot and then it's ridiculous it's super super dumb quality and so expensive there and i don't know if it's just we've stumbled into teens have always been this way young adults college kids have always been this way and we're just new to it but who are you and why are we buying fancy ass clothes? Like, can't you, whatever happened to your, there's nothing in between. You're either shopping at a Salvation Army, Goodwill, back of the 7-Eleven dumpster. Like you're just pulling shit out <laughs> of the like, gutter in the street. Like, yeah, yeah. Yard dumpster? sales. <laughs> right. You're either wandering around picking up your clothes out of the garbage or you won't wear it unless it comes from hoodly doo you know, Gucci. and friend and extra and burp, burp, burp. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, no, that's last season. Like, just no to both. What was your article of clothing that you asked for for Christmas that your parents were like, are you fucking kidding me? And it was an article of clothing. I mean, yes, there was the Cabbage Patch Kit. There was always a toy of the year, the Tickle Me Elmo. Just kidding. Um, but... There was an article of clothing when we were growing up because you said, were kids always like this? Yeah, for me, I think it was guest jeans. Maybe. I think everybody was wearing guest jeans and I wanted that fucking triangle on my butt cheek for some reason because everybody else had it. Did I ever get them? No. No, my parents were not buying me guest jeans. I did have the Benetton rugby though. Stand back, bitches. I did have the Benetton rugby, but I did not have the guest jeans. What was your article of clothing? I can't think of one, but I have such a negative association with guest jeans, honestly, because I'm fat. So I never, ever wore guest jeans, even if I when I had the ability to buy them or whatever, because it was the thing with fat girls where guys would come up to you and they would call out a number because they saw the triangle on your ass. And the joke is they're guessing your weight. So that <gasps> was super fun. Yeah, super great. Yeah. Is oh, that, it's, is yeah. that real? This is what I say to my daughter. Is that yep. real or did you dream it? Like, no, that's real. No, that's real. I've had every insult in the book. Are you at me. fucking kidding me? No. You, welcome to fat. Yes. No. Mm-mm. And back in the day, I wasn't even that fat. I was just bigger than most. I was what now? People who are actively anti-body shaming, whatever, you know, 
I would be the poster child. I would I would be people would go, you couldn't be a plus size model. And meanwhile, that was fat because Twiggy and Pixie Sticks and Super Bean Poly <laughs> was all the sticks. was all the rage, <laughs> right? So heroin had, heroin was all the rage. A, I had a healthy, athletic, muscular. I mean, I I would not compare myself to Venus Williams. But I was approximating Venus Williams. I was very muscular. I was very strong. And that did not translate into looking like TT tiny, tiny little thighs in in pants and skirts or whatever the hell. So super fit. I mean, my goal weight is to be what I was at that time right now. But yeah, no, guess the weight for sure. Okay, I've looked back at pictures of us. I mean, you're talking about when you were younger, right? You're right. talking about before years you ago. even yeah. knew me. And I look back at pictures of us and I think, first of all, I think we were gorgeous. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> right. Like, Wake w- up. Yeah. Why didn't we know it then? And why, when we tell these 18-year-olds now, some sleeping in the room across from mine, that they are sheer perfection do they follow in our footsteps of, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, well, shut up, you. Nobody asked you your opinion, lady. Right. You called, you called me a lady? That was so nice. <laughs> I haven't heard that in years. That was so nice. So Never deserved it. So yeah. not guess jeans for you. Did you have an article <laughs> of clothing? If I did, I can't remember it right now. I was never really, again, fat girl, never really into clothes because whatever was the fashion if I could even find one in my size, it didn't fit right. It didn't sit right. And in my size is such a crazy thing to even think about. There was no size 18, ladies. I was probably a size 16, 14, 16. There was no 16, right? There was no such thing as 18. There was just a large, and occasionally there was an extra large. There was nothing above it. You were just then in a totally different store buying totally oh. different clothes made by completely different people. So now we have these extended sizes that go from negative double right. zero all the way through eight billion and everything in between, all made by the same people. And now even the pressure is to be sold in the same stores side by side on the same rack. Like this just was not the case. And let's not forget the ever lengthening march up the size scale that is our lives. A size two from 1985 <laughs> does not exist. A size two now compared to a size two from 1985, which I would never, my bones don't fit in a size two. My empty <laughs> skeleton would not fit in a size two. And that's great. I mean, if I you tied a knot at the ankles and you emptied my bones. No, into I, love these I, I love that. I love that. I legitimately have very large bones. And I, I like that. I like that my frame is kind of hold you up. I'm not very tall. And I tend to pack a lot of weight onto those sturdy, sturdy bones, which I love all of that, right? However, the size, pick any size, size eight from 1990, if you put a size eight next to it today, today's size eight would be about three, uh, three sizes larger. The old one is, the older, the old one is smaller, right? The sizes have gotten larger, but the numbers have not increased manufacturers have learned that people are more likely to buy the clothes if it fits them at the size they like. So they've made the clothes bigger. They've made the sizes bigger and kept the numbers the same. So it's just a bunch of nonsense vanity. In America, they do this. They don't tend to do it everywhere else because I guess they don't eat croissants. I don't know. What? (laughs) Oh, they only eat croissants and then they smoke cigarettes and have sex all day elsewhere. So I'm sure that I had some beloved item that I was longing for for Christmas and 
you know, had to ask for it. It never came. But quite honestly, I just, I'm not really, if I did, it's so far out of my memory and I'd never attached any kind of sadness to it. So I guess I'm lucky in that regard. I don't, I'm not really big on things. So, and if I was at the time, it's gone now because I created a life for myself where if I want it, I get it. I go out and get it. So there's not a lot of longing for the thing. It's funny that you remember the exact the exact shorts or pants or whatever they would be. So, Yeah, I mean, everybody had it. It was something I wanted. And my parents said, you, you don't fucking want that. I'm like, no, but I'm telling you I do. And they're like, mm, I'm telling you, you're not getting it. So it would help if you got with the rest of the plan and got on the train of, oh, well, I don't want that anyway. Where are you in birth order as well? I know you're the only girl. Where are you in birth order? Three of three. So you're the youngest. Typically, I would think the youngest is used to... What the fuck are you asking for something? Look around at, at what the others have gotten before you and select from these. I mean, that's where you're that's where you live. That's your home. The first dress I ever wore consciously, but first dress I ever wore was to my bat mitzvah mm. at almost 14 years old. Nope, 13 year almost 13 years old. Why, Melissa? I wore hand-me-downs from two older brothers. Boys, yeah. For, for the lion's share of my, what I lived there, 17 years at home. I wore Is their jeans it? with that a belt. so sad. Is that it? You I lived, lived there home for, for seven, 17 years. 18 years? Yeah, I never went back. I guess I didn't either. It just seems so weird to say it like that. That's so tiny. It is, but very powerful and destructive all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's a short amount of time doesn't mean that it wasn't incredibly abusive, powerful, and yes, effective. They right? packed a lot of trauma into those years. Good job. They team. worked hard. I am sure they got paid well for it because they did a very good job. <laughs> so I do oh. want to talk a hint about New Year's resolutions. And Dun-dun. I don't... I don't like doing it, but I will for now. Um, so is it a resolution, something you're working at being better at or something you're starting now and seeing how long it lasts? What What is the concept behind a resolution? I resolve to, are we talking be better at? Are we talking never again do? Are we talking, what are we talking about? When I think about resolutions, I internalize that as a shift. Okay. So it's a shift in one direction. In, it's a shift in any direction. Something that was happening is now going to be shifted. You're either going to be doing it more, faster, better. You're going to be doing it way less. You're going to be walking toward. You're going to be walking away from. You're going to be adding to. It's a shift, right? So if you're going to be trying to be better at something you're already trying to do, you're, you're, that shift is the thing that you're resolving to do. It's kind of a doubling down, a commitment, a reassertion of an to avow, right? You're taking all these things on. That's why I like it. And combining that with a shift in the calendar year, there is a psychological motivation and lift of a fresh start, a clean slate, a brand new month. And this happens not just in January. It's just stronger. At every change of season, it's a little bit stronger than just the next month, then that's the next week. So on the first Monday of the first calendar day of the next year of the first quarter of that time, all of those things combine to trigger your brain to be much more motivated to stick with and succeed at whatever shift you're trying to make. So that's why these resolutions tend to be a focal point for so many because they can be very, very effective. 
What we know about resolutions psychologically is they only work when you plan for them. They don't work when you show up on that day, come up with something and say, this is what I'm going to do. Hooray, I've released it into the world and then it's forgotten about and nothing ever happens. So having a plan, getting your mindset in the right place, writing it down, taking the action steps to be prepared. For example, if a resolution has to do with eating or weight, being prepared means doing an inventory of the food in your house, doing an inventory of the food that you've been consuming, however it is you prepare it or put it into your body, the places that you visit to eat this food, the places that you buy this food. Are you committing and planning to have healthier foods in the house and reduce the unhealthy foods? Like so that you don't want to start on the day that you're ready to have this new resolution to eat healthier and there's not a single vegetable in your entire house and you don't have any of the restaurants that you go to don't serve vegetables. It's only, you know, fried latkes or whatever the heck it is, mm. even though that's a vegetable. Tell so me, at some level of preparation and planning is the th- is the key to the resolution. Tell me where that restaurant is that only serves latkes. I'm well, in. it's not going to be as good as what I heard you describe. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, my in-laws do a good job. Um, all right, so this year... Comma, I'm tricking my brain in this Bingo. way. <laughs> so I want to purge. I want to clean out all the dark recesses of the house. So I'm starting in my room. I've massive bl- big black trash bags to take all of the clothes. I know it's not a, a really fair uh, yardstick to go by when I say I haven't worn it in the last three years because the last three years I've only worn sweatpants or collegiately sure. stamped clothing uh, from my children's universities. So mm, that's not great. But still, I already gave away all of my suits to the women's wings for success or whatever that is. Love it, love it. Yep. I gave all that stuff away. And why did I keep all of the fancy little pretty tops that go underneath those suits? And because I thought maybe, fuck that. I'm getting rid of everything. So I'm going to massive purge. I don't go anywhere or do anything. The second I do that, I know I will get a job outside of the house and need clothes again, but I would like that job. So I am going to set my, I'm going to plan for success. Okay. Unfortunately, with this endeavor comes things get so much worse before they get better. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm living that right now. Yeah. Last week you told us how you cleaned out some closets. Right. So I, I admitted previously for four or five years, how long we've been doing this, uh, that I have ADD. I kind of wish it was ADHD because I could use a motor in my dysfunction, but I don't have that. So when I start a process that empties out, let's take your pantry, the entire pantry, and now it's all over the kitchen, right? And we're trying to, in our heads, reorganize. We've maybe even purchased some plastic bins <laughs> that could help organize, separate, shelter, whatever it is. When everything is out and the bins have just had most of the labels and the stickers and stuff taken off them, that is when your brain explodes. My brain explodes and I get tired <laughs> and I and in my room with clothes and organization and why do I still have the little bracelet that was on my son's wrist when he was born? Well, you're not going to throw that out. What do I do with that? Put it Where in a box. I... That box goes in the attic. I don't have an attic. Um, okay. Put it in the basement. So that's something savable. Like there are, ju- I have everything. Do I know where it is? Absolutely not. Am I rediscovering it sitting down and crying about things, which is not productive? Yes. So right now, 
And I think for the next, I'm going to say month or so, it's going to be worse here before it gets better. This is not a, oh, it took me two full days to clean the pantry. Good job, Amy. Well, it's going to take part, me a there's lot a whole lot there. There's a whole lot there to unpack. And we're going to start first things first. Congratulations. <laughs> You're doing such a good job. Gold star. Atta girl. Look I'm at trying. you. I'm trying. Look at you. <laughs> Very good. What a good girl. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm so proud it. of you. I'm so proud of you. This is wonderful. It's huge. Trying. Your house is exhaustively huge. There's tons of shit in it. This is a great, great thing that you're doing. And I love it. Next. Yeah. One of the things that you can do to keep yourself motivated is to add into your viewing routine shows that you might not otherwise be watching. The Home Edit is a good one to watch on Netflix. Okay. Marie Kondo. She's a bit extreme, but you can watch. So if you watch one and you're like, I'm going to kill her in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's then you, go don't, back you, don't, to have the to, you don't have to watch her. The home edit is a good one to watch. And, you know, they have a couple of seasons you can go through and scan for a celebrity that you like and watch the celebrity show and it, it'll get you hooked in. Right. Not only are you watching them model the behavior that you want to perform, you're also starting to see how they get it done. And it's not just one person. They come in with a team. They an have army. people, an <laughs> army. They have other people helping them. So we'll come back to that. But you will pick up something in each show that's reinforced over the breadth of the seasons. Just one little tip that if you incorporate it, it's going to make things go faster. Even some of the things that I've said before, you can have the item or you can have the space. Which do you want? Can't have both. It hurts my feelings, that choice. It's, it's Melissa's choice as opposed to Sophie's choice. It's Melissa's choice. You can choice. have the item. And the space, if you put the item in storage, because you have the storage space, you just can't keep the item on display. So you can either speak to your husband about your process yeah. and say, it's going to be bad for a month. This, this <laughs> is a frustration and a weight on me as well. When I turn the house into this untenable state, I don't like it that way but I know it's necessary to get it the way that it's going to make me feel so much better. I wish I was moving faster. I wish the process was not as cumbersome. And that my and, brain didn't think, and I, I wonder what's happening on TikTok right now. I appreciate, <laughs> and I'm, I'm biting off as many pieces as I can chew, and I've just accepted that the only way, you know, to get to the other side is through. So I've accepted it's going to be a way I don't like it for a while, but I'm just going to keep walking. And sometimes keeping walking means I have to sit down and watch TikTok for real because you can't be required yeah. to somehow have this be a 24 hour a day job because you've started something that's positive like that's So just to go along with me, husband, and say, I recognize it and I'm grateful when you can give me the space, literally, literally give me the space to have this not be perfect right now. Because it's more stressful when you want to swoop in and beginning, middle, and end something that's not part of this, but I'm using that for three of these other, like I'm not sure where this container is going to go in the entire kitchen that needs to be. So guess what? Part of organizing the entire kitchen is understanding and making the decision of 100% of the items that belong in the kitchen, which you can't do until you have emptied out your Everything. entire fucking kitchen. Right. So even if you try to do just the pantry closet, once that's done, you're going to have a whole bunch of shit that now deter means you have to take everything out of the cupboards. Well, wouldn't it have been easier if everything was out? 
and you had that staff of the home edit team, which is available in all cities, by the way, <laughs> you can call them to come in and do this with you and for you. Now, you know, um, I do have, in addition to my lifelong struggle of organizing my house, my other, I guess, New Year's resolution or my other resolution is to say less. I know better. I know more. But I'm going to say less. In what context? You have a podcast. <laughs> no, here I can let my freak flag fly. But for example, uh, gift giving and receiving. You know, it's impossible oh. with children. I'm I'm going to, I'm just going to nod. I'm going to, when my children are like this, blah, blah, blah. I know better, but I'm going to nod. This is your experience, not mine, unless there's harm involved. Okay. it's I'm not doing the see something, say something anymore. The government was absolutely wrong. That is travel, not family. Once family is involved, it's see something, shut the fuck up and know better. That's what it is. It's not see something, say something. So my New Year's resolution is to say less. Okay. Not to be less. I can't be less. I'm more. But I'm going to bite my tongue and say less. I'm Do going you to try. Really I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Go ahead. Do you really perceive yourself as someone who is sticking your dick in the mashed potatoes so often that you have to shut yourself up? Do you really think this is you? It's Maybe not I'm the, not around you very much, but I don't think this is you. It's not the frequency with which it happens. It's the occasion that it does happen. The response that I get is is devastating it's hurtful it's mean it's I don't need to be told that I don't know what I'm talking about when in reality other people really don't know what they're talking about or to we're we're in a totally different conversation than the one I thought I was in oh my god I'm so excited I'm so excited I totally Um, had this wrong wait 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 break down go 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 no I just feel like even if we're out at dinner if there's another couple and they're just erroneous information's flying and I see like a brick wall that you're about to run into. Uh, I'm going to say very have little. Fun. I'm gonna, <laughs> yes. That is my, Your finger's going to hover over the nine. One. Uh, no, one. nine, one is done. My finger's hovering <laughs> over the third one. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> oh, you think it's a good idea to leave your weed home while you go away for to Fiji for um, New Year's Eve and you have Who's three going to Fiji and where's adult the weed? children in your house and you have a three, like, that's your like everything is everybody makes their choices I have already made I would say 75% of the choices I'm gonna make go ahead let your freak it only hurts when it's my children and I know better and they're not interested but until they ask I, I mean I just think about my mother saying not that you asked me but I think you're completely wrong no not that you ever ask my opinion I'm like Knowing that, why do you still throw it on me in such a way that it's a weighted blanket that's wet and made of noodles? Like, why are you doing this to me? I so want to dig into this from every possible angle, but I have to seize on this moment. If it is difficult for you to practice the hold your tongue patrol, one way that you might do this is to think, what would Sharon say? And then say anything else. (laughs) WWSS. What would Sharon say? What would Sharon say? And then when you hear that in your head, you can go, no, I'm not. I'm not Sharon. So what would Sharon say equals silence? Because you don't want, what would Sharon say? And then equals do not to. (laughs) That would be one easy way to not perpetuate 
that. The other thing is my question, because I don't care about other people, let them make their mistakes. But in my family, my question is, do you want me to listen or do you want me to help? It's <coughs> like you, because that's when I get spoken You're to. You're such like, a man. <sighs> do you want me to listen or do you want me to help? Because I can give you helpful suggestions of which you can choose zero of those choices. Um, but don't say mean things to me. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're like, I can't. I, I am a very sensitive human and I can't hear that shit anymore. And that kind of brings me to a segment that I want to start on our show. <gasps> new segment alert. A new segment <laughs> alert. Um, oh, also, dear listeners, the segment of putting lyrics on our Brill Lab squad. I love that you're participating. Give me the next fucking line. Don't say, <laughs> I know who it is. It's this song. It's, Give me the next line. Like, prove. Put, put it in there. Follow the um, rules, dipshits. Yeah. The the new segment is a therapy segment. It's just something for you to think about. It's something to make you think. So excited. Con- I'm okay. So excited. I'm so excited. So excited. So I hope that Amy Fugazi develops a jingle for the... Th- My dog does that when I rub his ear, too. Amy's had headphones on for a while, and you kind of get like a... You get like a crazy, itchy, ringy in your ear after a while. And she's just rubbing it. I I made that face like, yeah. That only the dog does (laughs) as he leans in and tilts his head and goes, "Uh -uh." ear against brain matter. (laughs) Ear against brain, finger against brain matter. You go all the way in there and it goes. And that's when the dog decides he loves you. Uh, All right. Our therapy question for this week for okay. this session, yes, it's free, by the way. It's a free session. All and the best therapy is free therapy. You're welcome. <laughs> who, are the, who are two people in your life who relax your nervous system, that you relax around them? Who are two people that make you exhale in your life? I'm supposed to say it out loud? Uh, okay. Oh, my husband and my best friend Janine. Okay, that's two people. There's many more, but those are the top two to come to mind. Let me say it like this. I have the deepest trust in my best friend, more than I have in my husband. And I have profoundly deep trust in my husband. It's just a question of longevity. We met when we were five. I, it doesn't matter if I'm wrong. She will defend me. When I'm wrong, <laughs> no, that doesn't when the happen. cops are here and, <laughs> and somebody is questioning, like something has happened to the dog or the kids and I am somehow being you questioned, inculcated. In, in What's the word? Infiltrated. Implicated. Is, implicated. Implicated. The plic. <laughs> that I'm one. Implicated. Yes. In it. Right. She would defend me. She would defend me. She would defend me. She and won't even ask. What's there would come on. a point when she might realize I actually did it and she would still defend me. Right. Where he instead would immediately some on some level be thinking she maybe did this and he might defend me a little bit, but he would still already be he wouldn't be successful at it because he, he couldn't would convince be anybody. raising bail money at the time. So it's a very different kind of love. If there was if there was a body to be concealed, she's the first call. That's that's just what it is. It's it's what it is. He is my profound life partner. That's nothing can touch it. And at the same time, 
I don't know if I call you first when there's a murder weapon involved. So those are two people who make me physically relax. What do they do consciously or subconsciously that makes you feel that way? Well, let me say it like this. When I broke my leg, um, or one of the many times I've had ligaments fixed and all this other thing, and I did this as an adult when I was living in Richmond. So this is one of the later times that it happened. It was so difficult getting around and everything was hard. And there came a point I noticed at the end of each day after the surgery where I I turned the corner into my bedroom and physically saw my bed. And my entire body would, and the breath would just escape from me. And my shoulder, everything would be like, oh my God, I'm going to be getting in that bed. And I didn't even realize until that moment, and it happened every day, how much tension was in me just from trying to stay on the crutches and be upright and do all the things. And it was like, and that I was became aware of it like, wow, I, I want this level of relaxation all times and I kind of don't like. Right. So there's this notion that when I'm around them, it's better even than being by myself. There's a feeling of like amplified safety, security, love, peace, relaxate. Like it's just you feel like, OK, this is the cocoon moment because whatever protective layer you have around yourself as yourself in the world, they're like an extra layer of soapy bubble right? It's very thin. It can be popped at any moment, but there's something about it where it's just <sighs> that feeling. Yeah. Nobody's and I don't know that soapy bubble. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's what that is. Things that I do my, and am culpable for are not enough to push them out of, of my support network. There's and nothing I've I can tried. do to, there's and nothing I've I can do to be tried. rid of them. Yes. <laughs> And Lord knows my behavior is not exemplary and Thank I've you. done Thank my you. best and they're Thank still here. So that's that's just that's just the feeling that's there, right? So there is a therapist on TikTok who gives these really thoughtful questions and I've taken the time to think about some of them and I I, I want to dig deeper into some of them. So I want you, dear listener, to tell us what behaviors those calming forces in your life have that make you just make them the person, your people, your persons. I don't know. Do that by writing us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Go on to any of the socials that listen brilliant, except for Facebook, which is Brilliant Observations, or Brillab Squad. If you want to be a fucking elitist and be a part of a group that is just so grateful to have you, do that. Let us know. Are there people in your life that are just, you know, I guess, weighted blankets that just help you yeah, that's it. and comfort you and let you exhale the way Amy's and my bed does at the end <laughs> of the night. Amy, <laughs> when you hear the phrase chicken scissors, yes, what do you think about? Kitchen shears. Yeah. I said, I said to somebody the other day, I mean, we even took out the chicken scissors and those didn't work. Like she looked at me. She looked at me like I was fucking crazy, which, by the way, that's not a new look for that's me a, to say. Kind, of, kind <laughs> of fair, but no, but not over this. Yeah. And then she used the the word spatchcocking. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I thought, OK, chicken scissors, foreign concept to you as a woman who has really never cooked a day in her life. What the fuck is spatchcocking? <laughs> and does cock have to be in it? I'm like, OK, either. A bird is involved. Oh, uh, the spatchcock. 
beaten with a spatula. What the fuck is spatchcocking? And she did explain it, but... Uh, I you- could be wrong, but I believe spatchcocking is when you remove the backbone from a fowl, lay it flat down so that you're cooking it as both legs splayed out, as if the way a dog might lay on the ground where your your legs are sort of flat against the earth, right? So you remove the backbone and the center part of the bird. So it goes from being kind of football shape to being a pancake shape. So it can lay completely flat down on a griddle or a brick or a roasting pan. Is this correct? I think so. Yes. and where does that come into play in my why don't you just say you cut it why don't you just say because i cut that chicken why you gotta get all cockspatching why why is this a word i i filleted the fuck out of that motherfucker (laughs) i filleted the fuck that's the that's the proper that's the american term in american slang to spatchcock is fillet the fuck i i want to fillet the fuck a chicken i believe that's a Ah! sandwich at mcdonald's the fillet of fuck Oh, my God. Am I wrong? <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm trying to say less. My double fish <laughs> sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Spatchcocking. <laughs> Dear listener, did you know what the fuck spatchcocking was? I don't want to hear from you if you did. We're big on, on scissors in the kitchen. Kitchen shears are, are a way of... Away, we we cut pizza with scissors. We scissors in the kitchen are a thing, and that's people look at us and their eyes go crazy. But for cutting herbs, cutting scallions, I mean, it's just easier to. We so. have we have the trauma shears from work that Great. cut through everything. Right, my husband brought those home from work. We have trauma shears. We've got the Fiskers, and then we have the fucking chicken scissors, and they just allow for more stuff to go between those blades. Are you and doing then... a lot of chicken cutting with your scissors, Melissa? Yeah, she asked me that too. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say. So if you come home from, I don't know, let's say Costco with a Costco chicken, which has been $4.99 since the beginning of time. Correct. And you need to pull that shit apart and have it retain its shape. I have pulled a leg off and just been holding a bone in my hand right so those scissors kind of come in handy at times they cut that I guess, rubber band that holds everybody together oh, during the they cut yeah. everything meatish and and foodish i would not use the fiskers on food no they are, they're specific shears meant for the kitchen and they're food. sharper and they frequently will come apart they have a the way that they're constructed is sort of a um one of those slip male-female things where it just inserts and twists, and now it's locked in place, and if you untwist it, so both of the blades completely separate, and you can wash them like knives. So it's not, like, super gross, like you're sticking it up inside something, and click, 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 and then throw it in the drawer. Like, no, you don't do this. We do wash them. Like mm, It's what? difficult to wash the interior V of a scissors without cutting yourself, so the fact that they would separate openly and can be sanitized is a big deal. You just correctly used a word that is like <laughs> word porn for me and one of my biggest pet peeves in my home. Oh my God. So see earlier segment. Are you allowed to compliment when people do things when they're when they're That's heading to the brick wall and right then they now. swerve? That's my attempt right now. You said scissors even though it is an item, you put an S on the end of a word that is one of my biggest pet peeves to the point where in this house, my husband will say, can you pass me the scissors? Oh. <laughs> he forgot it the first time. And then Never as it came again. out of his mouth, it was like, <laughs> yes, I will now not stab you with these because you finally 
are getting a hold of what it's about. So I do funny. have pet peeves. But again, so you funny. said it. I might have to say less and not attack. No, I think grammar will always be something I choose to But you're to talking about when you, when you first launched that tirade against yourself, I thought it was in defense of correcting people's grammar or typos, spelling mistakes, th- you know, your wheelhouse, things you love to do. I and love I, to do, yeah. Right. And I'm in this tricky situation now where I love you and I love that you get joy out of this and I love that it happens because it benefits everybody. But I'm also increasingly sensitive to the myriad people who take excessive offense at receiving this information because it's triggering in the form of I have unchecked dyslexia or I have this thing or that thing and simply getting this missive out into whatever form it is where you can see my mistake and being called on my mistake puts me in such a tailspin blah 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 blah. so it's actual work for me to get over the comment or to to survive the risk that someone will comment I mean it's a lot of pressure on some fucking nouns and verbs but I mean I liken it to the trans community right how I was such an asshole for a good long time about I'm not going to say you know, they, they them, them mm-hmm. because that's singular until somebody actually pointed out to me, well, when you have a blended gender, you ain't singular anymore, is you? So it's like at the same time, that was very helpful for me to get my head around why this makes a lot of sense. At the same time, it doesn't have to make sense at all. You could want to call yourself green and I should accept it because you love you and I love you. So fuck me. Right. So anyway, the, I thought it was all about grammar, grammar, grammar. And here come to find out it's about people being dickheads to you. So why should you reserve, you hold your tongue in the face of these idiots? I'm protecting myself. But you're trying to protect them too. They so don't it's like, want it. They, they do don't want, want it. it. They do want it. Their verbiage tells me otherwise. So I am people. going to follow. <laughs> I'm going to follow the verbiage. It, it's not like well it. It's not like you didn't know I didn't want you getting involved. I told you over and over by calling maybe you. Let's har- get, maybe let's get you some business cards that say, <laughs> I told you so. And you can pass them out at the time and say, just keep this for later. Hold right? on to this. You're going to need it. Right. It's coming. There you go. But I'm my not going to say anything is, else. <laughs> I'm choosing not to tell you so anymore. I'm choosing to Here's let. Here's the business card. You can get a business card that says, I have the right answer and I won't tell you. And then you can give them that. You're on your own. When Stuart was, when my husband was training for um, even just his first job, when you go to your first job, you shadow someone first until you get it. And and then on the schedule, it says, yo, yo, you're on your own. Y-O-Y-O, right? Well, that's kind of how I feel now for everybody. Oh, I can go fuck myself? Yo, yo, you're on your own. And when you come to me, just so you know, and they're all like, you're not going to fucking care. No, I will be there and I will fix all of your problems. But until you come to me and until you ask for help, I am not seeking an opportunity. And to here sh- is the D-ring binder manual <laughs> full of all the things you'll need to say to me in response prior to asking for the help that I will gleefully give once gleefully. you summit, summit Mount Regret. Mount Coming to D ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aww. Just say, hey, look, I know I've told you you're a fucking idiot and you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe 10, 20,000 times. I've hit a brick wall and I need some advice. And I'm going to say, do you want me to listen? 
Or do you really and want advice? here we are. <laughs> but you're on your own. Everybody, you're all on your own, except for the dogs. And I will continue to boss those bitches around as best I can. I love them so much. <laughs> I love those dogs so much. Very rarely do they talk back. Very rarely. And if they do, it's, it's for really good reason. Um, you, my fine feathered friend, are headed north. Once again, tw- twice a year, <clears throat> within like three weeks time, you yeah. take the impossible journey with wild traffic and stupid people and, and now rain and feet. snow. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was just going to tell you. You are taking a road trip into what could possibly be a wonderful ice storm. Storm of the century. I've already what? ordered a travel shovel. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You think I'm kidding? It arrives today. <laughs> Collapsible travel shovel. Stuart purchased an electric shovel. <laughs> what is that? Does it, it come a, with like a it robot? It's a battery and you charge it, but it's a snow thrower. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, from Snow King. They're pretty good. For the deck. Just for the deck. Just to clear off. I don't know why he did it. I have two children home with back labor. Like, I have the bad back. They're fine. And I would even, I would go do it. So I know that you're traveling and you have a family of, count them, five. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that we found a holiday that lacrosse respects? Sort of. So is there, <laughs> is there no game over there, Christmas? It is amazing in terms of lacrosse, and here's why. Husband and youngest son just arrived home from a one-day flight to Florida, flew down yesterday, did because it was a one-day event in Florida, and finally got smart and said, we're not going to take four days to do a one-day event. So got on a plane, put the sticks in a special tube to put the sticks on the plane. you got to bring all your gear and their weapons. I mean, how? <laughs> so you have to trust their that you are. On the field, on the turf, on the pitch, off the pit. They are weapons. In the plane. Well, so now you got to check these you, it's like having a guitar. You have a relationship. You've, you've got a, your stick is important to you. You don't even want to use your backup because you're familiar with yours. So even the fact that you have to put it and check it on the plane, no good, no great. So anyway, they did that. Got back very late last night. Can't believe the husband was still up and at him early on the way to work this morning. Didn't get home till midnight last night. Any event. So that happened. Then the day after Christmas, we have to hustle back, ready formation, so that we can two days later make it all the way home to north drive all the way home to north carolina unpack wash repack drive all the way to florida where we're going to be in florida through new years so lacrosse doesn't really respect us but i will say this older middle boy plays on the high school team which is who cares right we forced him to sign up for the mid-season league over at the whatever. So they were playing short stick. They were, they were playing an abbreviated little league to get warmed up for the spring lacrosse season, and he didn't want to go, and his brother wasn't there, so he was, so we're like, you're going! So he dragged a bunch of his other friends on the team who weren't going to go either because he was forced to go. They all went, and my son, who plays defense, scored a fucking goal. Shut up! <laughs> and the crowd went wild, and it was one of these crazy things. I wasn't there. I was actually in an event, so I couldn't go and see it. It was hilarious. That's awesome. So lacrosse is having a little bit of a resurgence now that I've got all three of my big burly teens. That well, my three children, they're not all teens anymore. In too, the house. Too cold to sail. Um, okay, so you are driving. Mm-hmm. How many cars? 
One always, one. We're now doing one. We bought a car big enough for all the people. That was what the big, the beast. My husband bought that beast car. That's what we drive now. So it's a very large car, and we have, we're Griswoldy. We have a rooftop, a Thule rooftop carrier so that all the shizzes goes in. And then the trunk becomes like a postage stamp because they've got rows of seats. Right. Everybody gets a bucket seat everywhere. Cut so to the three. chase, Amy. Where do the cookies go when you travel? <sighs> The, in that tiny little trunk. I have to actually buy more Rubbermaid containers. I've I've already grossed out the ones that I have here. So I have to either get more or they won't match. And they have to match me, Lisa. So I have to totally get more and buy wow, more. Wow, we're so different. Dear listener, do you listen for Amy? Or do you listen for the crazy that is Missy? <laughs> for the tornado or for the condo? Which one is it? Marie Kondo on the other side or this crackhead over here? That's really what I want to know. Also, give me the next line of lyrics. We want to wish you the merriest of Christmases. We hope that this year, this Christmas, you get exactly what you deserve. I, I mean, what you asked for, what you asked, <laughs> what you want. So much for what would Sharon say? Yeah. <laughs> I, I meant, I meant, I meant, yeah. Uh, we wish you greatness. We want you to get the gift you, your heart sings Um for which your heart sings. See, grandma almost got me there too. Grandma almost got me there too. It's weird that this is falling in Hanukkah time because I want to also wish everybody a joy-filled, light-filled Hanukkah. And I'm not sure what you're doing other than connecting with family and friends and and recommitting to each other and celebrating love and mysteries and all these wonderful things. Setting but shit on fire, eating grease. Yeah, that's you. I think you hit all the, the high points. I'd like to think that it's a time where all world religions take a moment, take a breath. All people, you know, religious or otherwise, slow down just for a minute, open their eyes a little wider, look around and appreciate everything that's happening right now on this planet that's good and try to expand more of that in any way that you can. That, gonna, I feel, is the message of December. I'm going to sum up Amy. She said, look around, look around, look up, look up, and get down. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> yeah, there are good things. And I would like to ask of all of you, be one of those good things. Because we think you are, and we think you should just spread it around. We will be back for one more before the new year. And we don't know when we're recording it yet. It's a mystery. But That's right. we hope this holiday is warm and bright and full of greasy foods. And, and whatever I, you spread around, you always know that there's oh, 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 seven. I also want to wish the best of luck to those matching containers in the back of Amy's vehicle that house <sighs> thousands of cookies when there are Three grown men in the backseat who have arm's length to go get them. So good oh, no, luck, I tape. No, I tape them shut. Or you think I'm some kind of crazy person. I pack car cookies and then I pack travel cookies. The problem is wow. not only, well, there's, there's cookies that we have to have for this week. You can't have cookie right. production in the house and then not have cookies available for people to eat. I would never be that person. So I always overbake or bake a f the the first few batches are usually the house cookies because it's like pancakes. You get into a groove and they get better, they get better, they get better, they get better. Okay. Now, I have all that going. Then I have the cookies that are going to be put out on the platter and because we're we're not really doing Christmas gifts this year for anybody, for the extended everybody's. It really comes down to 
you're going to go home with a box of cookies. So I have to have overflow cookies. And then I thought, well, I should just box those up in advance so that they're the way they want to be and they look nice and everybody gets the same amount. We don't run out. So now I have to have platter cookies. I have to have take-home package cookies. I have to have house cookies. Now I have to have car cookies because you're also in the car while it's raining and snowing and people are starting to get grumbly. So that's a lot of fucking cookies. So I, I'm definitely over 1,000. I don't think I'll hit 2,000, but I kind of I might, honestly. I would like to put in a request. <laughs> to stop? <laughs> I will never request that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would like to put in a request. Um, I want cookies. So here's here's the payment that I'm I'm the service I'm willing to provide for the payment of cookies. <clears throat> you have five family members and shit's going to go sideways between weather, travel, family. That's those are all factors that well at least if my family would have exploded by now, but okay, your family's great. That's great for you. You are welcome to stay here, but do not <laughs> show bother up. to drive without. Yes. Okay. Finish the cookies. Thank the you. cookies. Okay. Well, that, honestly, as long as we're on the same page. You can never say you misunderstood my request. I just, you... I know we're at the end and I, we're probably going to cut all this out, but I just wanted to say part of the reason that I delayed starting the cookies sooner than I did was because I had it in my head that I was going to film it. I was going to document it. I was going to put all these out on TikTok. I was going to put it on Insta, all these places where people are, because it's, it's honestly, it's a beautiful process. It's just pretty. Everything about it is just so fun and good looking and it's nice to watch. I enjoy watching myself do it. Like it's they're good. It's a good thing to watch. That was getting in the way. It was adding a layer of but then if it's going to be on camera, it's really got to be perfect. So I've got to be slow. I've got to be methodical. I've got to wait till the house is quiet. And then I thought that's not the point. The point here is to have the cookies. So Fuck that and get started. So I filmed nothing. That was great. Take pictures, Kept, though. We want to definitely took, see I took them. three pictures so far, and I'll send them. Here's the reason I bring this up at all. When I was making the first cookies that I made for the whole season were the easiest ones because it's like, just get them out of the way. I batched them. And they're, some people call them magic bars. I make seven-layer cookies, right? So it's just, um, it's a bar cookie that's held together mostly with sweetened condensed milk. So you're getting your head around what it's going to oh, taste like, Oh, is that like, the right? butterscotch chips, the chocolate chips? Yeah, so chips, it's butterscotch chips, chocolate chips. Graham cracker on Walnuts, the bottom. graham cracker crust, sweetened condensed milk, coconut, um, all held together, and then it gets toasted on top. So that's the whole thing. And it's just ooey gooey, scotchy, delicious, yummy, yummy. Mm. Okay. So in making them, the layers are coming together, and it's very satisfying to watch the layers come together. And I just thought... Melissa needs to make these cookies every year because they're not even making. You're just assembling. They're the easiest things in the world. I like and that something's easy and you thought of me. Girl in the back They're seat. so easy and they present as if they're hard. People look at them, don't think about how they're made, and they're like, ooh, this must have been complicated. You know what I mean? It's like not that anybody cares that I it's complicated. It. I'm all you in. Sh- you need to make it, and it's so simple. It's just order of ingredients in a pan. It's easier than, than your chachafalapkits that you make all the I'm time. I'm sorry, was that latkes? No, I was trying to think of what the fuck. Banana chip muffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. My chocolate Bana- chip banana bread. Yes, that you make so expertly. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You make complicated dishes, but you only make like three of them. Imagine if you added some simple dishes into your repertoire. It's so funny. You think I have a repertoire. <laughs> Dear listener, what's your favorite holiday cookie? Write us and let us know. You know how. You know what to do. Just do it. Wow. I turned into Nike. I am very trying assertive. to. I am very trying to get assertive. Out, I'm trying to get out of here today. I am going to breakfast this morning with my family. 
What, what? Oh, so, yeah, that'll be nice. We're going out for breakfast. And I believe oh, there shit. will be table pancakes. <gasps> Everybody get an eggy dish because there will be table pancakes. <laughs> and on that note, happy Hanukkah. Happy Love family. You. Love you more. Bye. Bye.